Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. Once again, thank you so much for either watching or listening to our episode today. We're so glad you chose to join us. Bob, what do we got for today? Well, Sean, I built a, this program because I know you and Jenna are, are thinking about buying a new car. So we I have been I, for about a year and a half yeah. or so. Yeah. <laughs> it has not been a quick knee-jerk decision by any means. So today is a very important subject for that. Or if you're about to buy a new home or any big financial decision, and I'm calling it seven steps before making big financial decisions. That's good. Okay, and and I consider a large financial decision, take your income, mm-hmm. your annual income, multiply that by two to 5%, and I consider okay. that to be a large financial commitment. Yeah, I think that's fair. So hundred, you know, if you have a $100,000 income, $5,000 decision, anything larger than that is yeah. considered a, a family yeah. big decision. Okay, so these are seven steps I think are especially important for a Christian to think about before making um, because as you know, I believe God owns it all. Yep. <clears throat> and I believe that all financial decisions are spiritual decisions as well. Yep, okay. hence why our name is Christian Financial Advisors. We have Christian first. That's right. Because it should be part of all financial decisions. That's right. So there's step. There's seven steps. All right. Okay. Let's so go with step you, number one. I'm, and you can see where I am on this mm-hmm. one, right? Pray about it. Yes. This one is very important. We're going to go to James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And again, like I said, for a Christian, all major financial decisions are spiritual ones. You know, especially if it's a large one that's going to affect your giving. That's true. Okay. And also remember that God is the owner and we are the managers. That's right. Or the stewards. That's correct. Bob, you want to go number two? Step number two is turning to God's Word. I believe there's over 2,000 scriptures that have to do with stewardship and and how we handle what God has given us. I especially like the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. And uh, all these different scriptures, um, you know, God has given us resources to to look at this. And, you know, I like the parable of a good steward and a a bad steward. Mm -hmm. And I think that Luke 16, 10, I mean, Luke Luke 16, 10 through 13. So the 16th chapter, 10 through the 13th verses really sum up the parable of a good and a bad steward. So, Sean, if you'll read that for us. Sure thing. So, again, that's Luke 16, 10 through 13. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So, if you've not been given, if you've not been trustworthy Mm -hmm. in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This parable to me, if you bring it to real life, which this is, is real life, um, is that it's really saying, how are you doing with the small things before I give you more? And yeah. and I always think of this with a child. If I give a child 
$10 and they do very well with that. Maybe I'm more apt to give them 12 or $15 and mm-hmm. they do well with that. Maybe I can give them 20 now. Yeah. So I think that God is looking at what he's given us and seeing how do we handle that before yeah. he gives us more to handle. Are we being a good steward with it and, and you know, yeah. being just good mathematically as well with it? Yeah. That. But also it kind of goes back to that, you know, ser- serving two masters, you, you can't do it. You have to serve one or the other. So, so when you're looking at a big financial decision and what to do with this money that's been entrusted to you, are you either serving God and seeking his wisdom mm-hmm, from right, his word right. on what you should do, or are you serving money, i.e. yourself? Right. And, and what you want to do, not what God wants you to do with it. Is there a big, you know, we have the throne, yep. and is ourselves on the throne, or is Christ on the throne? Amen. And yep. I used to, I got that from the, the old, uh, from the four spiritual laws from a long time ago, and I remember that from Campus Crusade, and we would give out the little tracks, and it had that in there, and yeah. I still remember that, and it's very powerful. So well, step, step three. Step number three, be patient. Be patient, I be patient. <laughs> feeling this one because I, you know, with Jenna and I having two kids now, you know, it's there's been many a times where, you know, we, we really wanted someone to ride with us or or give someone a ride from mm-hmm. church or you know whatever it is, and it's kind of hard when you've got two parents, two kids with car seats, and both of your vehicles have five seats. Yeah, uh, there's really not room for anybody and. And we've been waiting and waiting, and the car market, you know, has been crazy. And it has been. And as much as we wanted to get something, it's just it hasn't felt like the right time. And now it feels like things have aligned somewhat. They're like, okay, well, maybe before the end of the year. But uh, I can definitely tell you, it is much easier said than done to be patient. And it's such a large decision yes, today. But it's important. Oh, very. So. So be patient. <laughs> Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Yep. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. No yeah. law against that, right? Nope. <laughs> be patient. And I, I say that because 98% of the time, whatever you're purchasing, there's more of it coming from somewhere. Yep, yep. And you know, it's really interesting because I, you know, I bought a new car and I was, I was patient, but they said that, you know, they were trying to get me to, you know, push you to buy it because, yeah. you know, there's not going to be any more coming. Well, uh-huh. it's interesting when I went to pick it up the very next day, they were delivering some cars yeah. and just <laughs> like it. Okay. All right. So yeah. And don't buy into it's the, it's only on sale this one time. There's yeah. always going to be yep. other options, but boy, people can get caught up into mm-hmm. that. And while use, while being patient, uh-huh. while exercising that patience, use the time for research. Is there a viable alternative that is less money. Yeah, you know? that's right. Uh, if you're going to make a large purchase, research the cost of the item extensively. Like when you're looking at a home or mm-hmm. you're looking at that car, uh-huh. it's not just the purchase price, but it's the the ongoing maintenance and the cost of actually owning and operating it. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I can get this nicer item for, you know, for a good price, but then they don't realize the actual cost of ownership is quite a bit higher than they expect. And then they get into a bind later. And that takes us into our, our, our fourth step, which is, duh, use, use math. math. Use math. Do a complete financial analysis of the possible purchase. 
especially this has to do with real estate and yeah. and um, you know say a second property mm -hmm. look at what that's going to cost you luke 14 28 for which one of you when he wants to build a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it mm. okay it's a good one it's almost like script there's a lot of scriptures on uh making wise decisions and finance <laughs> mm -hmm. and stewardship. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now the, you're going to love this first one right here, right? So what will the major purchase be worth in three to 10 years? No kidding. What would investing those same funds in a growth or balanced portfolio be worth in three to 10 years? You could be going mm. opposite directions, right? Yeah. Because we, we, we do know you take money out for a car and in 10 years, that car is going to be worth about 20% of what it was worth. And if you had kept that money in a balanced fund, it's going to be worth possibly, there's no guarantees. Okay. Yeah. We always have to say but that. But it should be future worth more. Right. Future yeah, performance is no, you know, no guarantee there. But based on history, yeah. it could be worth double. So you take $50,000 out for a car, that's going to be worth... Fifteen thousand in ten years, and you take that 50, or, or that fifty thousand could be worth a hundred thousand. So what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, I mean, but I'm just telling you, you really need to think about that and put the math mm -hmm. behind it, where it's logic. No, uh, always makes me think of when uh, I know you had a client one time. They wanted to take everybody on a the, the extended family on a cruise, mm -hmm. and you know, well, the cost of it is X amount today. Right. Okay. Well, how many years do you have left in retirement? So what is the future value of that same amount, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now? And it just because the value of leaving it invested typically is going to be more doesn't mean that it's a bad decision, but it's just something right. to take into account. That's right. We, we so. had those decisions all the time and we yeah. put them into our calculations and yeah. it's okay to take that big vacation with your family, of yeah, course. Okay. And, I, <laughs> and I, and many times I, I look at it and say, yeah, you're fine. You're, you're good there. Or if you, mm -hmm. if you want to do a major remodel or you want to buy that second home, yeah. you know, we're not saying you can't do these big yeah. financial decisions. I'm just saying there's a lot of things that go into it. Like these, these steps that we're talking about exactly. and, and you need to understand too, if you're going to have to borrow the funds, to buy that car or to buy that home or or to buy that boat. Yeah. <laughs> um you you are really presuming upon a future that you have no idea about. I mean, yeah. there's there's no certainty. certainty. None of us know if we're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So then that ongoing cost like yeah. I mentioned a little bit ago. What is the major purchases monthly and ongoing annual cost? Yes. Because again, any kind of asset especially a major financial purchase, there's going to be ongoing cost. That's and right. You need to make sure that that is not prohibitive enough where it's not worth it. So this next one is one I'm always saying around here a lot, right? Yep. Step five, keep emotions out of it. Emotions should never be involved in a financial decision. Mm -hmm. I know that's hard. You really have to be disciplined with that yep. and to get that those emotions out of the way because I always say this emotions and finances mix together like oil and water they yep. don't <laughs> they don't and they never should kind of makes me think of the previous ones about being patient and mm -hmm. using the math right that patience and waiting a little bit don't mm -hmm. make that quick decision and then looking at the math kind of helps you with step five to keep the emotions out it does because otherwise we are emotional creatures. It's hard yeah. to keep it out if we don't have something to provide those guardrails. And how about this next one under emotions? Would you, who'd have thunk it, right? Right. Is it a need or a want? Exactly. Yeah. Right. A want is okay if you can easily afford it. 
but not if you can't. And we can run those calculations. We do it mm -hmm. every day here. And it is nothing, like I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with that new car. There's, yeah. there's, if you can afford that that second home that you want to buy or you can that boat, as long yeah. as it doesn't affect your giving. Exactly. You know, you think, you think about that. Step number six. Seek experienced financial advice. Job 12.12. 12. 12. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not life bring understanding? Long life. Yes, long life. <laughs> does not long life bring does understanding? Does not long life bring understanding? Okay, so this gray, it's not bad, okay? It's not bad to, to go to somebody that has a little bit of gray in their hair and ask them. So yep. at first, I, I feel like you should always discuss the purchase with your spouse. Right. Okay. Guys, I'm talking, telling you. Yep. Make sure mama's happy, all right? Are you both in agreement about this? And the next thing is ask an experienced financial advisor as well as an older parent, grandparent, or older friend mm -hmm. who is financially successful. That's right. You wanna you wanna get your advice from the eagles, not the turkeys, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So that's if good. they've been financially successful, yeah. that's a good person to go ask advice from. Yeah. If they haven't, they they may be a great person, but I don't think you should get financial advice from somebody yeah. that has not is not financially successful. Okay. Well, plans fail with many with plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they, they succeed. succeed. So that's right. you may have someone who's a great spiritual advisor, but may not be as good of a financial that's right. advisor. Yeah, so. but hopefully they are. Hopefully they're both. <laughs> okay, because they need to be reading Proverbs and Ecclesiastes too. Okay, and the last step of all this is apply what we call the live, give, owe, grow method, okay? Money can only be spent four ways. It's that simple. Live, give, owe, and grow. Mm -hmm. And one of those categories is going to be affected yeah. when you make a large purchase yeah. decision. So right? kind of think of it as like you've got the pie chart, you've got the live uh -huh. category, you've got the give, mm -hmm. charity, donations, Right. you've got owe, whether that's taxes or debt, and then you have grow. So in that pie chart, if one of them gets a little bigger, the other's got to come down. One or more of the others right. have to go smaller. And so, live is just your budget. That's your yep. overall That's your overall budget. And then giving, of course, is the yeah. charities and your tithe. And oh, when we're always going to owe, even when we're debt free, we're still going to owe the government. Yep. Right. I mean, and even like property tax. I feel like I'm renting from the government yeah. my own house. <laughs> all right. And then grow has to do with growing your assets in the future. That's right. So if you're spending too much, you're not going to be able to grow assets for That's the right. future, That's and right. you're not going to be able to give as much. They're yeah. they're just they're all interconnected. And money, it has to come from somewhere. What's the old saying? It doesn't grow on trees. It doesn't grow on trees. But if you find one, please, uh, please send us. <laughs> send the, us, you know, <laughs> yeah. Send us some of the seeds or something. Yeah, you know, that'd be uh, great. That'd be would would be great, wouldn't it? And you know, I have a caution in here at the very end of this of today's program too that many small purchases on a on a monthly basis can actually equal a large purchase. I That's mean, right. You That's think right. about that. If if you did have to finance a large purchase. Mm -hmm. The small purchases could add up to the same yeah. monthly payments. So this is an easy trap to fall into. Yeah. And it's, it shows the importance that we have to have a, a good monthly budget. That's and, right. And stick That's to right. it. 
because you you know it may not be a five thousand dollar budget for example like we we're talking about earlier but what if you just have multiple things over a couple months that are thousand dollars or fifteen hundred yeah or, you know you you're like oh sure let's Watch. buy let's buy the new appliances we don't actually need them because everything's working fine but let's just go ahead and buy the new appliances or just watch those amazon trucks nowadays because mm -hmm. it sure is easy to just say it's, it's yeah, i want that dress i want that shirt i want those pants i want this i want that and oh, it, there's 600 know. bucks yeah yep. just like that okay so making financial big financial decisions is okay okay it's not bad as long as it's done with wisdom insight it doesn't affect your present or future giving it doesn't affect your present or future savings. You have a really good understanding of all the cost involved. You can afford it and hopefully it will appreciate in value. So you're not just throwing money away or will at least retain some of its value over the years. So That's right. we hope this episode has helped you in your future large decisions. And if you need a good financial advisor, We'd like to be, the, be that one and uh, help you through all of life's major financial decisions. Give us a call or text. At 830-609-6986 uh, anytime during our regular business hours. You can also visit us on the web at christianfinancialadvisors.com. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. God bless and until next time. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.